Welcome to Macedonian Postcards. Dobrodojdovte vo Makedonske razglednica. My name is David Belidis. Ja sum Dragi Spasovski. And we're your hosts for this show. It's brought to you by Izvor Music. You can look at our website at izvormusic.com. That's spelled I-Z-V-O-R, music.com. Today's postcard is from Kumanovsko. And the song is Stojan mi bolan legeše. Stojan mi bolan legeše is a ballad from around Kumanovo. As once I mentioned in one of the previous podcasts, there's a lot of ballads in Macedonian folk tradition and music, just like in any other folk tradition over the Balkans, and I'm sure all over the world too. This song, the very first time, was introduced to the Macedonian folk music lovers and the audience of Radio Skopje by my mother, Raina Spasovska. She recorded the song in 1964, which was right after the big earthquake of 1963, July 26th, which was something like a week ago. At that time, Radio Skopje's premises were moved temporarily to Gostivar, because the building where the radioscopia was accommodated was almost totally destroyed by the earthquake. And for some time, they even had, they used radioscopia being in a tent for daily transmissions, only for giving news about the earthquake and giving personal news about people missing or people who have been found still alive. As I said, in 1964, my mom, for the first time, actually for the second time, uh, made an attempt to go to Radio Skopje and do some recordings. The very first time was in the 50s, around 1955 or 56. I'm not exactly sure about that, but that was around that time when Nikola Tsvetkovsky, the kaval player from the traditional uh, instruments uh, orchestra within Radio Skopje, came and asked and talked to her and talked to my father so my mom can go and do some recordings. And that was the very first time when she tried this, the mic is open. It was a live broadcasting with very first time recording people, singers, introducing new talents. And they like her voice, they like the way she sang the songs in a traditional way. And at that time, the Radioscopia was trying to form, to start a singing group with traditional voices and traditional songs. And the intention was to get my mom into this group too. And as I remember, at that time, Tanitz was planning a trip to go in 1956, yes, 
I was planning a trip to America, and they, they, the first intention was to take this group as a traditional folk singing group from Macedonia with only ladies singing. So she was kind of happy to be there, and they were happy to have her in the group. And then what happened? And my father was okay with that. And what happened? My uncle, her brother, comes to visit her and to talk to my father. And I think I mentioned this in one of my previous podcasts, but I don't remember. Maybe I have, maybe I have not. Anyway, so for the people who don't remember that, I'm going to repeat that again. So her brother comes and talks to my father. And <laughs> uh, he was very conservative to, to, to say that. I liked him very much dearly, but he was very conservative. And he told my father, are you out of your mind? You're going to let your wife be a kafana singer, go into the world, and she's a mother of five. And that just, you know, cut off my mother right there, you know, as we say, right in the knees. And my father was still kind of okay with the idea because Nikola Svetkovsky is some distant relative of my father. And he knew him. And he, you know, trusted him with the idea of having a mother, a lady singer within the group. And he didn't see anything indecent in that. But my, my uncle was kind of, you know, kind of severe in his talking. And my mother said, no, I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. So she never went back to Radioscopia until later when we the kids were kind of grown up. Not grown up. In the late... Eighteens? Uh, Eighteens. I was the youngest, actually. It was not even 18 at that time. I was still 17. But everybody else was... In no more 20s. teenagers, yes. But then again, at that time, she had a weak heart, and she wasn't really in the uh, best health form. But still, she made the first attempt, and that's when she started uh, her recording career. She didn't make hundreds of recordings as solo. She did, I don't know, maybe around 30 solo recordings. But then she continued her singing career with Tsarka Tasevska in duet, I've talked about some. Yeah, yeah. So she, she recorded a lot, a lot of songs with her. And then they wanted my mom to be completely not used up. That's a bad word. They wanted my mom to use all her knowledge with the new incoming singers. 
with the new singers who did not have a vast source of songs. So they formed a group. Actually, they formed a couple of groups, and they both were with strictly traditional singing groups. One of them was a group from Kumanovsko only singing Kumanovsko songs. another group with uh, mixed singers from mi- different areas, like there was a girl, uh, Ilin Kangelova, from Eastern Macedonia. There was a lady from Aegean Macedonia, Tina Tasheva. There were a couple of girls from Skopje, a couple of girls from uh, my father's village. <laughs> So they recorded all these new songs, and actually in that group, everybody contributed some of the songs they brought from their own area. What do you mean new songs? New songs meaning songs which were not recorded. Oh, okay. They weren't mm-hmm. newly composed. They newly, were, no, they traditional, were traditional songs, songs tradition, but that hadn't been recorded yet. Only strictly traditional songs. Okay. My mom never sang a newly composed song. Only traditional songs from the source, from the mountains, from the villages, from these remote areas. So they all had to bring something new. Uh-huh. So your mom actually must have learned some of these songs from these um, other members of the group then, that weren't from her own region. Yeah, yeah, she did later in her life. But my mom was a deep well, as we say, as an izvor, a deep well of songs. I remember my mom, my mom singing since I was, let's say, as early as I was two or three. Mm-hmm. At that time, I was born in a village, and we're still in a village. I can still picture my mom embroidering or spinning the thread and singing. And I can remember, as I said once way back, I can still hear my mom teaching my, uh, my sister uh, how to sing new songs because my sister was at that time to go to these uh, bee-working evenings and over there, they all had to sing. They all had to introduce a song or two to uh, the, the girls and young men gathering for the working evening. Oh, so there was an expectation that if you went to these Zdenkas or working bees, that you were to bring a song that nobody else knew and you were going to sing it and people were going to learn these songs? Yes, oh, that's or, interesting. or a song that all everybody else knew but you know, you start the song and they join you. Okay. So everybody had to to bring a song to come up with a song for the during the time of the evening work. Right. So as I said, I was at that time probably two or three, and I still remember that. My point was, my mom my mom sang 
always. When she was sad, when she was happy, when she was busy, when she was working, she'd be singing all along, you know, working along, just singing all these songs. And some of the songs I've learned from her, some of the songs I still can hear kind of bouncing inside of my head, and some of the songs I never really sang, but they're still inside of me. Like there was a song, Chuvala Stanka Chuvala. It's about nine kids that she had support them as a self-supporting mother. And at some point she could not do it anymore and she threw herself into a river. The mother killed herself because she couldn't take care of her kids? Yes. <laughs> and I always cried, you know. And, and I you still, still are. <laughs> because I still can feel, you know, that. I still can experience that feeling inside of yeah. myself of yeah. being sad. And as I said, uh, some of the songs I did learn from her, like these songs, and you know the story. I suggested the song, so you can hear the song, and you suggested, why don't you record the second voice? Because I told you previously that my mom always wanted us to sing together. She always yeah. wanted me to do a mutual recording. Right. And I thought, uh, well, it did not go right. You know, your voice is different than mine, and I don't really follow exactly the way you, you do these ornaments. And I... I was kind of discouraged because I always, always thought she sings perfectly. Yeah. So she, she had recorded this song, and you wanted to put it on your CD. But you had no songs before this where you sang with your mother. Nothing in Skopje or... No. Okay. That's what she wanted us and to do. And she wanted that. So you had this idea. Yeah. And I said, or I had the idea. One of us had the idea to yeah. overdub you. Yes, to overdub the, my voice and vocal, and we both liked it. And when I played the song to her before the CD was made, right, she liked it too, and she was happy. And I and I even talked and I wrote you. She likes it, and we should, you know, add it to our CD. And that's how we did. Didn't you? Didn't you tell me that the very first time you played it for her, she said. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. <laughs> no, I know what you well, did. I know, I know what, what you, you did. did. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you, the devils, you and your computers. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but it pleased her and it pleased me too. And unfortunately, there's still a lot of songs that I remember she sang, which had not recorded. And I'm trying to, to do my best and record some of them. And one of the songs, that I've always have been listening along with Chuvala uh, Stanka Chuvala. And I love the song. And I never even dared singing the song because I thought the way she sang it, I would never be able to do it. I don't know why I was so discouraged in singing some of her songs. But that song was always, as I said, inside of my head, inside of my heart. And her voice was echoing and if you remember i was we were finishing recording one of the podcasts and i i just told you david there is this song that i love so much one of the songs that my mom used to sing and i never sang the song and you said you know what why don't we just record your vocal now and i'll send you the mp3 and you can listen to how you sing it and see how you're doing it, and see where you're doing wrong or not. 
and we'll see what we can do later on with it. And it was as I was on the way out. It was take one. And the minute I started singing, actually, I was singing along with my mother. I could hear her voice inside of me, and I was following the sound, the echoing sound of her voice in myself. So let's hear your mom's field recording of the song and you singing along, trying to learn it. Way back, yes. Way back. Yeah. And I think that was in 1968, or no, 1969. Somebody recorded a song, a friend of mine from Seattle. She recorded the song. And in 2002, she gave me a copy of it. songs that she recorded the very first time, along with Telialvika Utetovo, which was with a kaval, and Izgore Selotrnovo. Those were the three songs that for the first time she recorded. And later on, she recorded other songs from mostly, not mostly, only from area of Kumanovo. That's where she was born, a different side of Kumanovo, different side of my father's village. And she brought a lot of her songs from her birthplace area, which is Glechovce, 
And then later on, she recorded, she learned songs from my father's village and the area where she was married to. What was your father's village again? Vince, which is closer to Skopje. It's in, actually between uh, Kumanovo, Skopje, and Sveti Nikole, right there in the triangle. So it used to be once upon a time in uh, Kumanovo vicinity, once it was under Skopje's vicinity, and nowadays it's under Sveti Nikole. No, it was under Sveti Nikole and came back again nowadays under Kumanovo vicinity. So your mother learned songs from your dad's village when she moved there? Yes, and even she recorded some of her songs with few, a couple of ladies from the same village. From your father's village? From my father's village. Yeah, and Sarka is also from, not the same village, but the same area. She never recorded with anybody from the area where she was born. And from Kumanovsko, there's a lot of uh, singers. Like The very first one was Vanya Lazarova when she joined Tanitz. <laughs> Stoina Dilindarska, not very many people know, not very many people have heard of Stoina Dilindarska. I know on YouTube once I ran into one of those recordings, I hope I will be able to trace it, but I don't think so. It's, you know, YouTube tagging is not right. And there was Dushko Lazarovsky, and there's Divna Lazarova. Kumanovsko trio.
Nikola Petrovsky from Selopchinia, which is just next door to my village where I was born. I was born in Studenabara. But not too many, but enough. Well known like Vanya Lazarova is. One of the best. And she's actually on the other side where my mother was born. And later, as I said, she recorded a lot of songs with Tsarka Tasilska. Very successful recordings. Very nice songs. Nobody else recorded those songs. Your mom's songs, then? Yes, my okay. mom's songs. Funny thing is, uh, once I was looking on YouTube trying to find something and I saw one of my mom's songs that I know and it said some different group, some orchestra, some Macedonian traditional music lovers, they heard the song. I don't know where they oh, that's wild. heard the song. And they recorded the song. And it's on YouTube, Grabile Guangelinu. with Sarka and, and my mom. And I also recorded with Sarka a few songs. Mate Gruevsky from Radio Skopje called me once and said there's a couple of three, uh, three songs actually that I think Sarka and you will do fine. One of them is dialogue song and two of them are unison singing. But I don't know why he got the idea we would do good with the songs, recording these songs. And we did record the songs. <laughs> Thank you. 
your mom learn songs the same way that you learned from her mom? Uh, actually, you know what? Uh, yes uh, and no. I don't know. I don't remember my, my grandparents, neither my paternal or maternal side. She was talking about my grandmother, her mother, but she never mentioned that she was a singer, but she said that she learned most of the songs from her grandfather. Ah. Oh. I don't know on whose side that was, but she said, she said that he was a singer. I don't know how successful he was, but he just said that he knew a lot of songs. And as, as I said, when those you know, family gatherings, like when we need the tobacco leaves, mm-hmm. you have to sit around, and it takes time, and you sing. Or when you, when you get the corn uh, out, of the out of the cob, yeah, when they're dry, you have to sit, and you cannot just sit and work. And of course, you, you sing, you talk, you tell stories. So she said that all, uh, during this, all these events, he was singing. And that's how he, uh, she learned, I guess, a lot of the songs she knew. But then she was, as myself, one of the people who can hear the song once and then memorize yeah. the song and yeah. inside of her, and she would sing it later on. So it's possible she learned this song, today's song, from her grandfather. Yeah, it's possible, but I'm not sure. Right, I'm of course. Sure. What is this song about? It's a sad song, very sad song. It's a ballad. A guy by the name Stoyan is lying sick in the bed, and his mother is lying, you know, to have him confess his sins, because that's how it is. You either call the priest, you know, to confess. And he confesses and says when he was young, a shepherd uh, with his fellow shepherds, they saw a sheep pen, and... They burned the sheep pen. Who did? Stoyan with his fellow shepherds. And there was no reason for this that we know of? Apparently there was no reason of that. And the sheep died? He says the young lamb were bleeding and the sound was heartbreaking. Heartbreaking, yeah. Wow. But in the beginning of the song, it describes uh, how, how painful death he was approaching. Mm. And just to give you an idea, he was lying for a long time. As this ballad says, there was grass coming from his body and there were snakes coming out of it. That means he was paying badly. Yeah, that's, that sounds awful. It's a ballad. Mm-hmm. You've been listening to Macedonian Postcards brought to you by izvormusic.com. Слушавте Македонска разгледница, представено от izvormusic.com. We're your hosts, David Belidis и Драги Спасовски. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Благодарим, че бяхте с нас и до слушания.